Welcome to the I Love Seville show, guys. My name is Jerry Miller. Good Monday afternoon to you and yours. Thank you kindly for joining us wherever you're watching, whatever city you're watching, whatever zip code, whatever region, whatever state, whatever country you're watching this show. Thank you kindly for your participation, your viewership, your listenership, and your loyalty. We are so grateful for your kind words and your support. Today's program, guys, is going to be a launch pad for a lot of special things that are cooking, that are percolating, that are in the hopper. Look at the screen for some headlines, a little teaser of what we're going to cover today. I got a Roback gift box mailed to me last week that we're going to open live on air. I wear Roback on the regular. I love this brand, what it stands for, and most importantly, the fashion and function it provides myself, my wife, and our family. I'm going to open this gift box live on air. We're going to tell you about a brand new sports show that we have percolating that will launch Tuesday, August 8th, that will humanize, localize, and personalize the University of Virginia Sports Department in ways that we have never seen. We're going to get our hair cut by a fantastic stylist, a stylist that you will consider for future haircuts. Esther from Spice Salon Charlottesville is going to be on the show to give me a fade, a high and tight, to clean it up, and Judah Wickhauer is going to have that handsome mug of his taken to a new level, a new level of handsomeness. Judah Wickhauer's in the game. Judah Wickhauer's in the game. Judah Wickhauer's in the game. Jump into his DMs, ladies, anywhere you are watching. I have breaking news about Tesla and a service center coming to Charlottesville. Roger Voisine broke that news on the program, Real Talk, this morning. And we're going to highlight that breaking news live on air. The show is expanding. The network is becoming literally the source of news in this community. I want you to think of the I Love Seville network as if it was a newspaper. What does a newspaper have, folks? Different sections. It's got the front page. That's our 1230 to 130 show, the front page of the newspaper. It's got a real estate and business section. That's our show, Real Talk, that airs Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10.15 a.m. on this network. It's got a Hispanic content vertical. That's Today e Manana that airs Thursdays at 10.15 a.m. There is no other platform covering the Hispanic community like the guys at Today e Manana and Emergent Financial Services. Now, the I Love Seville Network will have a University of Virginia sports presence. And if you can think of an icon an institution, a man of reputation, prestige, and pedigree to cover UVA sports, the man who immediately comes to mind is the award-winning Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe. It just so happens that Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe was my first boss. While a student at the University of Virginia, I worked part-time under this man. That part-time job turned into a full-time sports writer gig and finished as the high school sports editor under Jerry Ratcliffe's tutelage. Jerry and I are forming a partnership on a UVA sports show that's going to debut the first Tuesday of August, Tuesday, August 8th. It's going to air at 10.15 a.m. on Tuesdays to start. On this program, we're going to do a PTI-style show. 
We're going to do interviews with fantastic former UVA athletes, current UVA coaches, current UVA players, and we're going to humanize. We're going to localize, and we're going to personalize a department and teams and players and coaches and support staff that we love to champion and celebrate every day. Think of it as an interview magazine-style show. It'll air on this network and on every social media platform known to mankind. It will air on Jerry Ratcliffe's website, on Jerry Ratcliffe's Facebook page, on Jerry Ratcliffe's Twitter account, along with all the channels that comprise the I Love Seville Network. Here's what I think is going to happen. Folks that bleed orange and blue, like yours truly, like Hootie Ratcliffe, will gravitate to our show. And they'll gravitate to our show because we have a long format that is uninterrupted by commercials. They'll gravitate to our show because they crave UVA sports coverage. And that niche is lacking right now. We'll fill that niche and we'll give you content on the palms of your hands. And as Wahoo Nation gravitates to the Jerry and Jerry show, we're going to add days and coverage to the program on this network. It will take Jerry Ratcliffe's brand to new levels, the I Love Seville Network brand to new levels. Think interviews with legends like Ralph Sampson, like Brian Stiff. Think interviews like Sean Singletary, Brian O'Connor. Think interviews like Tony Elliott, Brennan Armstrong. Think interviews like Matt Schaub and Heath Miller. Who has covered this program better than Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe? The answer, no one. He's got, I'll call it four decades of experience covering this sports department. More details to come later in this show. Also on today's program, I got breaking news about a Tesla service center opening in the Charlottesville area. We will let you know where we think this Tesla service center will open by listening to Roger Voisinet, Mr. Tesla himself, the owner of the second Tesla in Charlottesville. He had number two. The founder of Apex had the first Tesla, Roger the second. Roger's going to let us know about the Tesla service center and where he thinks it will open. Also on today's program, we will have in studio a stylist that will become a household name. If this goes as expected, you will see Esther, you think it's Mejia, Judah? Mejia. Mejia. All right, you have your mic in front of you? Is that on over there? Yeah. Esther Mejia on the program from Spice Salon, Charlottesville. She's going to give me a haircut live on air. She's going to give Judah Wickhauer a haircut live on air. We're going to compensate her for her time and her expertise. And we're going to invite her, if this goes as planned, to cut our hair every month right here on the I Love Seville Network as we champion and celebrate yet another small business, Spice Salon Charlottesville, 
what we do at the I Love Seville Network is champion and celebrate small and medium-sized businesses everywhere. I am one myself. I know the difficulties and the challenges of running it. We're going to use this platform to celebrate you, the viewer and listener, and tell the stories of Charlottesville that matter the most to you. As this network becomes today's 2023 version of a newspaper, I want you to think of our content verticals as sections of the paper. And this show, the I Love Seville show, is the front page. Every day, we have eight, ten stories you've never heard about that we relay to you. Jerry is going to do the same thing, Ratcliffe, on the front page of the sports section, this Jerry and Jerry show we're developing. Just like Alex Erpe and Michael Erpe and Xavier Erpe, these gentlemen, Nicholas Erpe, are developing a content vertical for the Hispanic community. Keith Smith and yours truly developing the real estate and business verticals for the show. If you're interested in doing a program on the I Love Seville Network, DM me because we are taking the show and the network to levels we've never seen before. We are fueled, me in particular, by hard work, fueled by a commitment to this community, fueled by leaving this community in a better footprint than we first arrived, fueled by some of the hate that is now motivate us to different levels and to different stratospheres. Now, I want to get to Roback. If you watch the I Love Seville show, you know I wear this brand right here. This is the Roback brand. This brand, Roback, has one of the most comfortable shirts that I've ever worn in my life. The material breathes. The material is fashion forward. Fashion meets function. Roback. When I wear this and it's 100 degrees outside, I stay relaxed and cool. I literally, this is the brand of choice. Roback, thank you for this gift box. They may watch the show. It sounds like they do. They reached out to us last week and said, what's your address? We want to mail you something as a thank you. I literally get the thank you gift 48 hours later from Roback. First, I want to say Roback a brand that was launched out of the Darden School at the University of Virginia. Another tie to this community, Roback. I want to say your product is amazing. It's stylish, it's fashionable, it's functionable. I love the story with your ties to the University of Virginia, and I love the story with your ties to Charlottesville, Virginia, Roback. I effing love you guys. I'm grateful for this. I'm about to open it and look into it live on this program. Jude, are we ready? Drum roll, please. What do we got? Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Here we go. Roback, you have gotten so, you are so generous, Roback. So generous. A Roback sticker. I love the brand. I would imagine the, a little uh, history of the band is around a Rhodesian uh, Ridgeback. Um, maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I love the logo. I love the brand. In my hand, one, which I'll show you, two, which I'll show you, three, which I'll show you, collared short sleeve shirts like the one I'm wearing right here, 
and a quarter zip, which I effing love. I love quarter zips. Let's get to the first one, which is called the, what is this one called? I'm opening, oh, it's called the Aloha. Roback, aloha to you, my friends. Let's give some grass skirts and a little uh, coconuts on my chest over here, Roback. The aloha from Roback is baller. This is baller, dude. Can, can they see it, Judah? You got palm trees, you got volcanoes, you got surfers, you got the Roback logo and the material. Oh. I love it. Should I put this on? Let me get to the other ones first. This is the Aloha from Roback. I will wear this this week. I swear on my life, you'll see it on the show. Also from Roback, this one is called the, the Spacious Skies. I like the branding. Everyone loves Spacious Skies. Who doesn't love Spacious Skies? What is the Spacious Skies here? The Spacious Skies. Oh, my God. America, baby. America. Roback America. On the back. The American flag. Who doesn't love America? America. America. I'll wear this this week. Spacious skies from Roback. Let me show the back of the Aloha. What is, ooh, very nice. That's how you can tell it's a Roback from the back. This is genius branding from this company. This little strip on the back of the shirt, baller and genius. Absolutely baller and genius. This other one is called the, the Shoal. The shoal, okay. Let me see what the shoal is all about. I love the stripes. I have a lot of them that have the, uh, this one I'm wearing right here has pickleball paddles on it. The shoal, dude, I could wear this at church. I could wear this on the golf course. I can wear this on the squash court. I can wear this to a dinner. I can wear this on a date with my wife. I can wear this at the splash park with our boys. We went to the splash park on, uh, on Sunday in Culpeper. The, the Splash Park in Culpeper is fantastic for kids. And I don't know about you, but who doesn't love a damn good quarter zip? I love the quarter zip. You know why? I'm a little vain, Judah. I love the quarter zip because I can zip it down and I can put my head in it without messing up my hair. That's one of the reasons I love the quarter zip. I love the quarter zip because it looks stylish and professional. This quarter zip, oh my God, the material is like silky soft. These are like the material of silk panties over here. Very nice. That word is such a weird word, panties. Uh, look at the back. This is nice, Roback. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for a brand that is tied to Charlottesville. I'm grateful for a brand that is tied to the University of Virginia. I'm grateful for a brand that is doing what we do, working its ASS off every single day to try to build the business, to create jobs, and do it in a way that leaves the community in a better place than we first arrived. Roback, your brand embodies what we want to do with our brand, I Love Seville. Thank you kindly for this gift. I'm going to put this sticker in a prominent place on this network. Thank you. We have more news to get to on today's program. You'll see me decked out in these clothes for the rest of the week. This quarter zip I may, sa I may save to when it's a little, little cooler outside. But this collar, forget about it. Forget about it. I'm all over this. I'll probably wear that one tomorrow. This one right here, the Aloha, the Aloha. I wish I was surfing on this surfboard right here 
while my wife was lounging on the beach in her bikini. Maybe our sons are there, maybe you're not. I love our boys, but who doesn't want to break from their kids from time to time? And do, actually, this is the one I'm going to wear tomorrow, Judah. America. 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 This is the one I'll wear tomorrow on the show. Right here. Now, I want to get to the news that is going to impact this community to levels we've never seen before. And then we'll get Esther in the house to cut our hairs. Jerry Ratcliffe, the former sports editor and sports columnist of the Daily Progress, by far the best boss I have ever had in my entire life. When I was a student at the University of Virginia, a rising third year at UVA, I was literally lost. As an undergrad at the University of Virginia, I came from a, um, I attended high school in Williamsburg at a private school called Walsingham Academy, a school run by the Sisters of Mercy, literally nuns, the Sisters of Mercy. My parents, middle class, small business owners, worked their tails off, my dad and my mom. My dad, 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week as a certified public accountant. My mom ran the, the front of the accounting firm, literally a family business. My brother and I grew up in the copier room, the copier room of the business. That was, at, that was a time when an entire room to a business was allocated to printers and copiers. That's how big they were. They busted their tails, my mom and my dad, for my, for my brother and I. My brother and I went to this private school, Walsingham Academy, because my dad and my mom, my mom, a Cuban immigrant, realized the importance of education. And the incredible thing about Walsingham Academy, we graduated with a class of 52 people. I was one of 52 in my graduating class. I think 18 or 19 of the 52 people got into the University of Virginia. I was accepted early admission to the University of Virginia. One of the incredibly positive things of a small and intimate school like Walsingham is the teachers, they knew your name, they knew your hobbies, they knew what you did after school, they knew before, what you did before school, they knew if you were partying that weekend, if you were getting into trouble, they knew who your girlfriends were, they knew what you were trying to do before you even knew you were trying to do something. Literally, the Sisters of Mercy. Literally, Mr. Ed Gillespie. Literally, uh, Mr. Sean Joyce. Literally, Mr. Myers. Uh, Mrs. Peterson, Mrs. Eckstein, Mr. Senora Lavin, Mrs. Vulcan, Mrs. Tracy. They knew what I was doing and what I was thinking and the trouble I was trying to get into before I could get into the trouble. And they made sure that they, gra they whittled me down like a number two pencil from time to time because they saw somebody with tremendous potential, but someone who had a tendency to coast on that potential, and eventually that potential will only take you so far. So I graduate from Walsingham Academy, I get in early to the University of Virginia, this is 2000. My rising first year at the University of Virginia in 2000. Dabney 101, my first year roommate was um, Shannon Maranzano, he and I are still close to this day, he lives in Nelson County. 
One of the challenging aspects of going from a very small school like Walsingham, where you graduate with 52 people, to a public university like UVA, is you lose a sense of oversight and accountability and adult supervision. In retrospect, I probably should have gone to Hampton Sydney College. Hampton Sydney College was very similar to Walsingham Academy. Small class sizes, if you skipped your class or didn't go to economics or, or history, or you didn't go to English or creative writing, at Hampton Sydney College, the professors brought the class to your dorm room and said, what the hell are you doing? Now we're all gonna learn in class from you, in your dorm room. And you're causing all this hardship for all of us because you got selfish and decided not to go to class. At UVA, they do not do that. They do not do that. You're one of 25,000 students, undergrad and graduate. And for most of my four years at the University of Virginia, I was not focused on academics. I was focused on partying, getting after it, meeting and chasing girls, and rebelled. Because I went from a structured environment with the Sisters of Mercy in Walsingham Academy, a structured environment with Cuban grandparents, Poppy Gomez, my grandfather, who literally raised us along with Mima Gomez. And part of the Cuban culture is if you get out of line, you get spanked. And if you really got out of line, we got the belt. He would pull it off his waist and he would give us the belt, okay? So we didn't get out of line that often. And as I went from elementary school where Mima and Poppy raised us, as my mom and dad were creating their business and launching their business and managing their business and growing their business, then I went to middle school and high school, and my parents said, you're going to be in sports, you're going to be at this private school, we know you're up to no good, and this is going to give you structure. So it was a very conforming, structured environment. I then go to UVA as an 18-year-old, and I went crazy. There was no one to tell me when to wake up. There was nobody to tell me what to do. There was nobody to tell me anything. And because I didn't have that accountability, I skipped class all the time. I would head to Coupe de Ville's or the Biltmore or the Virginian as a first year with a fake ID I made with my buddies, a New Jersey fake ID with some laminate paper, a laminator, and some glossy paint we bought online. And I was going to Coupe de Ville's or the Biltmore or the Virginian with this fake ID as a first year at lunchtime, at 2 p.m., at 3 p.m. I was shooting pool and gambling. I was playing poker and gambling. I was running a sports book. I was a member of the Phi Kappa Psi fraternity where I was the social chair and the rush chair. I was legitimately given the fraternity credit card to go out and recruit first years to become Phi Kappa Psi members. Here's the card, Jerry. Don't spend your own money. Go party. I didn't take it seriously. I didn't take it seriously. And in retrospect, it's one of the things in life I regret the most. Eventually, I'm a rising third year, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? I've just wasted two years and change on, I mean, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Met a lot of people. Ran a great sports book, man. Made thousands of dollars hustling and shooting pool and playing poker. But I said, I need to figure things out. Here comes Esther. We can just have her sit over there on the sides for now. 
And in the process of figuring things out, I walked into the Daily Progress where Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe was sitting in a cubicle. You walked into the newspaper off Rio Road, where the Progress was located at the time, and I literally, the first person I saw after Molly Akeel, now Molly Crawford, she married Wayne Crawford, they run a remodeling company, Molly was the receptionist, Jerry Ratcliffe had the cubicle right next to the entrance. And I recognized Jerry Ratcliffe's face from his picture in the Daily Progress, in the sports section. So his face is in the newspaper, a newspaper that I read a significant amount to prepare to walk into the newsroom and ask for a job. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the guy from the newspaper. He's sitting right there. And I said, I'm here to get a job. And Hootie Ratcliffe turned in his chair. This was 21 years ago. And he said, how can I help you, son? And I said, sir, I'm pretty good at writing. I got a good background on writing, writing that was from my time at Walsingham Academy. And I got these essays that I used to get into UVA early admission. And then I wrote these spec stories for your consideration. Would you give me a chance as a part-time writer um, in, in your sports department? He said, let me read your clips and I'll get back to you. Follow up in two or three days. Two or three days later, I borrowed my buddy's car. I didn't have a car at the time. Literally borrow Matt Estes's car. He was a Phi Kappa Psi fraternity brother. And I drove back to the newsroom in 2022, 20, 2002, 21 years ago. And I said, can I get a job? And he goes, your clips are pretty good, man. Why don't you start out as a part-time stringer? A stringer is someone who's paid per story to cover various games or items of merit around the community. The newspaper wins because they pay a flat fee, $30 per story plus mileage, and they don't have to incur payroll costs, salary, vacation time, and all the other perks associated with a full-time employee. And I said, oh my God, he's going to give me a chance, Jerry Ratcliffe, as a part-time writer here at the newspaper. I am almost 21 years old, I'm 20, nearly 21, and I'm covering sports in Central Virginia. The first story I ever covered was legitimately a varsity girls volleyball game at the Covenant School. Doug Smethurst was the athletic director at the Covenant School at one time. His daughter, I believe her name was Ellen Smethurst, was a talented outside hitter for the Covenant Eagles. And they played another small private school at their facility down 5th Street Extended. So I'm covering a game as if I was covering the Super Bowl, as if I was covering the World Series, as if I was covering the National Basketball uh, Championship or UVA's NCAA victory. I'm taking notes and I'm covering it passionately. And I worked in this part-time capacity earning $30 per story plus mileage to supplement my overhead because at that point my parents had completely cut me off because I was goofing around. To supplement my overhead, I was a host and, and waiter and, 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 and bartender at Ruby Tuesdays in Barracks Road. That's now chopped in Barracks Road. 
So I would work the day shift at Ruby Tuesdays, either as a host or as a waiter or as a bartender. And then once that shift was over at 4 o'clock, I would change my clothes, clothes that I had in my car, and then I would head um, to the newspaper to get my assignment. That assignment was often given to me by Chris Wright. Chris Wright now runs thesaber.com. And my assignment would be go cover this baseball game, high school baseball game in the Jefferson District. Or go cover this, this football game on Friday nights in the Jefferson District or at St. Anne's Belfield or at the Covenant School or at Western Almora at Charlottesville High School. And I did that for almost two years. I think it was 18 or 19 months. And then someone left from the newspaper, a position open in the sports department. And this position was advertised everywhere. This is when newspapers still had momentum and traction and where people could still build careers as a journalist. This was 2002, 21 years ago. So this position opens up in the Daily Progress for a sports writer, full-time, salary, benefits. Yeah, you can hang. That's perfect. Yeah, Judah, if you can offer some instruction, that'd be great. Um, Salary, benefits, vacation, perks, health care, God. Needed health care. Um, it was a full-time job. Part of the requirements for this job was college degree. I did not have a college degree. It literally said college degree. I didn't have that. And I would talk with Hootie Ratcliffe, and I was like, I really want this. I've proven for 18, 19 months I can do the work. It says college degree here. Is there anything you can do? And Hootie Ratcliffe would say to me, believe in me, have confidence in me, I got you. We see the work you've put in here with 18, 19 months. We get it. We want you to be on the team. Let me do what I do as the sports editor. Let me talk to the publisher, Lawrence McConnell. Let me talk to the managing editor. Lou Hatter was the managing editor at the time. He's now a spokesman for VDOT. Okay? And eventually... This job was advertised for 35, 40 days. Eventually, Jerry Ratcliffe, he pulled me into the managing editor's office, Lou Hatter's office. He closed the door behind me, and and both Lou and and Hootie had a somber look on their face. God, I remember this like it was... ah, Getting emotional here. I remember this like it was yesterday. And they closed the door behind me, and they say, sit down, Mr. Miller. Hootie would... Hootie always treated his team as if they were prince or a king or like a CEO. We always felt special around him. And that's why we wanted to bust our tails for him. And he closed the door in the managing editor's office and he said to me, sit down, Mr. Miller. And I sat down. And Lou Hatter sat down at his desk, and Hootie was in the chair next to me. They didn't say anything for like five or six seconds. And that five or six seconds felt like 25 minutes. And then Hootie said, we want to let you know we respect your hard work, and we want to offer you a full-time position as a staff writer at the Daily Progress. I didn't say anything for like 30 seconds. I was speechless. I was blown away. I didn't think I was going to get the job. And I've told him this since. That opportunity that he gave me, an opportunity that 
on paper I should not have received was the launch pad for this business and the businesses that I run today. I learned under Jerry Ratcliffe how to manage people, how to manage a budget, how to create a news cycle and news stories. I, I learned how to edit a newspaper. I learned how to prioritize. I learned how to... I learned how to be... I learned how to be a man. I went from a punk that was only interested in getting hammered and chasing girls and partying and shooting pool and gambling and running a sports book and staying up all night and sleeping through the day. And I learned how to be a decent human. And that's by watching what he was doing. I finished my time at the newspaper as one of the youngest editors in the history of the Daily Progress, high school sports editor. And if you know anything about a local newspaper, high school sports is one of the bread and butters of the paper. You have athletes and teams and coaches that are craving for their story to be told. Craving for their story to be told. And under my watch as the high school sports editor, there was stringers of different ages. Brian Haluska, who is working for City Hall, I think he's the lead city planner, was under my tutelage as a stringer. Brandon Lloyd, Roger Gonzalez, just names that come to mind. Bart Isley of Scrimmage Play, the owner of Scrimmage Play, the sports brand, was a, was a stringer under me at the Daily Progress. If it wasn't for that opportunity that Jerry Ratcliffe gave me, an opportunity that I was not on paper qualified for, I don't think there would be 15 years of me being self-employed, 15 years of me running businesses tied to media and brand management, 15 years of me doing real estate investing and owning a large chunk of this building on the downtown mall. I sincerely mean that. And I want to do my best by Hootie Ratcliffe with this sports show that's going to air Tuesday, August 8th at 10.15 a.m. And I'm going to bust my ass for this guy. And I'm going to bust my ass for a man who is the best boss I have ever had. And it's not even close. And we're going to give you a show that you have never seen before that's going to humanize and localize and personalize the University of Virginia, its athletes, its coaches, and personnel like you've never seen before. And I can't wait for you to see that hard work. I can't wait. Here's the next thing we're going to do. We're going to introduce Esther here in a matter of moments. Before we do, as we get this set up, Judah, why don't we play the sizzle reel with Roger Voisinet talking about the new Tesla service center that's coming to the city. How long is that sizzle reel? Uh, a little over a minute. Okay, so it's about a minute. We're going to play a video clip. In that one minute where you hear about the new Tesla service center that's coming to Charlottesville, we're going to turn these mics off. I'll give you 60 seconds of instruction during that time. And as we come out of that clip, you're going to see the visionary of Spice Salon Charlottesville. And we're going to take a brand and Spice Salon Charlottesville, and we're going to bring it to a level that is never seen before. Because I think once you meet the, the hardworking visionary and owner of this small business, you will sprint 
to Spice Salon Charlottesville. Book appointments with Esther and watch as she grows her business to levels that she knows she can do. You got that clip ready to go? Yep. Let's play Roger Voisinet, breaking news on a details of a Tesla service center in Charlottesville, Virginia, in three, two, one. So what he just said about Tesla. Let's say this again. So we have Tesla coming. Coming to Charlottesville at an undetermined location, but we should know very shortly. Okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, some other breaking news. You were the first Tesla vehicle owner in this community, you right? Know, Sandy Rusky at Apex Clean okay. Energy was. I was the first one who had ordered or maybe got the Model X. Okay. But not the only one. Okay. So I had to wait two years for my car. Okay. But I knew at the time, that was 2014. At the time, I knew everybody by name who had a Tesla because there's only like a dozen people. Now there's like there's a, a dozen on Market Street yes, in yes, 10 minutes. Yeah. Tesla everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So you think the Tesla epicenter or dealership is going to come to Fashion Square Mall? That's my guess. Okay. Somewhere on 29 there. That is breaking news. Yeah. Well, but that's don't... incredible to have that service center right so here. So the thing about a service, you can go take test drives. Right. You can you can look at a power wall and they have, uh, they have a big... Uh, TV like this that shows all the superchargers in the world. It's, it's quite a place to visit. And by the way, if you own a Tesla, most of the service is done at one's home. They come to your house to okay. do, you know, there's not that many parts to an electric car. Yeah. Like I had my cup holder replaced by Thomas and he came to my... Tesla service center coming to Charlottesville. Details to be determined. Roger Voisinet broke that news. He thinks it's going to be in the Fashion Square shopping center vicinity or location. Roger wouldn't make comments like this unless he was fairly confident about it. If you haven't realized, there's Teslas all over this town and all over Central Virginia. So a service center coming, it's going to be very well received. Judah Wickhauer, I'd like for you to go to a two-shot as we welcome Esther, the businesswoman of Spice Salon Charlottesville. You are now live on air. Esther, introduce yourself to everybody that's watching this talk show. Hi, um, I'm Esther Mejia. I'm the owner of Spice Salon Charlottesville, um, right across the street from Target. So I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's absolutely our pleasure to have Esther Mejia, the owner of Spice Salon Charlottesville. How did you get into um, being a stylist? Um, I went to cosmetology school here in K-Tech, um, right in Charlottesville, about eight years ago. Um, and I graduated in 2016 with my license. Um, so ever since then, I've been in love with it. Like, I have a few family members that do the same thing. And so they kind of inspired me to make a career out of it. And so I'm really excited about it. Um, I get the impression already that you have the gift of human connection and you love being around people. Like, I'm a big energy person. Like, I don't know if you're like this, but I feel the energy of people right away. And your en energy is positive, and it's contagious, and it's welcoming, and it's approachable, and it's inviting. Can you just put in perspective some of your favorite aspects of running Spice Salon Charlottesville? I got to think the interaction with people is right up there. Oh, yeah. No, it's so much fun. I, like, I don't feel like I'm working ever, and that's, like, the best thing that you could do, you know? Um, I don't know. I just It makes me happy when I see people... Like, after their appointment, they just kind of get so excited, and they flip their hair, and, like, they're ready to go out. And that's, like, I don't know. That's the best part of it. You get to see everybody in their best, in their best way, you know? So it's, it's a lot of fun. I have fun with my clients and everyone, and everyone's been so welcoming here in town, so I'm, I'm excited. What's your background? Uh, Dominican. Okay, tell us. Tell us how you got here. 
Um, well, I was born in New York, um, but both of my parents are immigrants from the Dominican Republic. I love that. Yeah, so um, I'm very heavy on my culture. I love everything about it, and, you know, I, I just, I feel like it's just fun. It's a fun time. You should definitely go visit. <laughs> Dominican, uh, my wife loves the Dominican and DR. Um, Spice Salon, Charlottesville. Talk to us about making your passion your profession. I can speak to that, you know... Anyone that owns a business, there's a lot of work. There's, we grind. We bust our tails. Yeah. But if you can make your passion your profession, often you feel like you don't work a day in your life. Put that in perspective for us. 100%. I feel like I don't mind working every day. You know, everybody's like, you're crazy for doing that. But I don't feel like I'm at work, you know. I feel like I get to go to work and paint. And it's like an art. So... That's how I feel about it. I'm always ready to work. <laughs> um, so that's my take on it. Like, I just, it's a good time. You, um, you are the daughter of Dominican immigrants. I am the son of a Cuban immigrant. Oh, okay. My mom, uh, mi madre uh, de Cuba, she came when she was in the third grade, and I've told this story many times. They had to leave at midnight for fear that Castro was going to murder them as he was uh, putting in a communist regime that still exists to this day. So they go from Cuba to Miami, a middle-class life, to a life of, 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 frankly, he was a ditch digger and she was a hotel maid. One of the things that my mom always taught us was the value of hard work and commitment. And it's, I learned it from Mima and Poppy as well. That hard work like, is something that I throw into I Love Seville in this business. Can you put in perspective for us the, the commitment to hard work as the daughter of Dominican immigrants? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I came from a very poor family. You know, my, my mother, she still works here in Albemarle County. Um, she's a custodian and um, basically grew up in a single-family home with my sister um, and my mom. And so, you know, she's the person that showed me you just have to work your butt off, you know, like every single day. That's you have to continue to work and and work hard for your family, you know. Um, I'm a single, a single mother as well, and so I kind of I see that in my daughter, where she looks up to me and she expects me to be the best um, role model for her. And you know, I definitely took that from my mom always <laughs> she's always like get up at, get up there don't cry about it like just get out there and go so I really appreciate her for doing that I respect that tell us about your daughter uh she's six years old um six honey. going on 16 yes exactly <laughs> yes so um she she's really the only reason why I'm here today she's the best thing that's ever happened to me so you know I'm excited hopefully she'll get in the hair industry as well so she'll be like my little assistant. <laughs> but, um, she, no, she's the best thing ever. So I, I wake up every day for her. I do. Work hard, you know, do everything for her, you know. So I can already tell that you and I have so much in common. And maybe it's the, uh, you know, Hispanic in us, but we wear our emotions on our sleeves. Yeah. Like we have big hearts. We lead with our hearts. 100%. You, know, um, you were getting emotional there. Put that emotion in perspective there. I saw, you know, I see it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a very sensitive person. Um, anybody can tell you that. But, you know, it, 
it's been a really, really hard road for me. And I mean, for a lot of people, you know, and it's hard when you go through so much hardship and you kind of don't expect to go anywhere, you know? So I'm extremely grateful for, um, the town of Charlottesville for being so supportive of me and my business. And I've met so many like amazing entrepreneurs and business owners and just so much guidance from everyone. Um, it's not easy, but you know, I want to be a role model to not only my daughter, but everybody here in town, like the kids, you know, the students, like you can get through anything. Um, no matter what it is, just pick yourself up and get out there. Work for your dreams. <laughs> your your daughter, she knows you own a business. Yes. She How does that does. motivate you? Oh my gosh, it's the best. You know, she hangs out with me all the time. And so she I make her, you know, she sweeps up for me and she talks to my clients and she's kind of like little entertainment, little ball of energy. So you'll I'm sure you'll see her around. <laughs> I can't I cannot wait to meet her. Um uh, put in perspective your business, put in perspective Spice Salon Charlottesville, where it is now and where you want to see it go. Oh, yeah. Um, I am in a studio in Sola Suites, like the Sola Salons here in town, um, right in Hollymead. But I, I want to get bigger. I want to do so many things. I have so many ideas. And like for me, this is just the beginning. Um, this is for me to kind of get out there and like learn everything about entrepreneurship and like meeting people in town and you know I I just I want to do the best that I can and and have a really great team to work with so I'm super excited I have a lot of cool things coming (laughs) I can't wait I can't wait to see it Um, I think we're going to get a haircut live on air Um, I'm very pumped for this Um, I'll follow your lead here we can do this here I want to still have it conversational with you while we talk on the program about your business and everything going Um, Judah I got some suggestions here unless you think otherwise why don't I take this microphone here and I'll put it set it up here for uh, Esther to talk into it, and I'll slide this one over and talk into this one on the show. That way she has one and I have one on the program. I know this is kind of doing it on the fly for you, unless you think this is not plausible. It's completely your call. This is doable. Judah Wickhauer is the man on the program. So, Esther, I'm going to slide this one up for you. You're going to want to put this on a one-shot for me here, J-Dubs, and position the camera once the... uh once we got the mics on, this is literally live programming um, on air. So, J-Dubs, give me a little instruction. Is this one, on, is me on a one-shot on? Uh, you're the one-shot. Okay. And, uh, you have both those okay, so I would put this one here for some depth. Yep, I would use both the cameras. And then turn this one on when you can. Is this one you're going to plug in? Uh, it's on. Okay, it's on. Fantastic, Judah, thank you. So this is going to be yours. Okay. have to be in the vicinity and not on top and then I'll be on this and I'll just ask you questions literally on the show and then we don't have to worry about a mess or anything I'll handle all the cleanup afterwards we'll be good to go Um, so Judah we're on a one here right things are looking good okay we're good so uh, one fade trim on top Okay. completely trust your judgment if you need some water or anything like that he can bring uh, some water over if we need a rock and roll okay all right, J-Dub, so um, tell us, Esther, about launching the business and what your goal was for launching the business there from day one. Um, I think the biggest thing is just making 
sure that my clients are happy and not only that but you know I want to bring on people on my staff that have kind of been through the same thing as me you know like they've just they've been through a hard time and they want to do better um, you know they it's, it's hard out there so um, I, I want to create a, a pretty not a huge staff but you know a decent amount I just I want to have good people around me at all times and so I'm excited about that hopefully I'm building it up so slowly but it's getting there <laughs> um, tell us about you were mentioning um, when we were chatting earlier about this hard road what did you mean by this hard road? And like, you also mentioned something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, I'm not sure I was going to get to this point. Put that in perspective. Um, I, you know, I've been through a rocky road myself and, you know, kind of got lost a little bit, like a lot of people in their early 20s do. Um, so I, I truly didn't think I was going to be successful at some point. I, I really thought that this is, you know, this is it, that I can't get further in life. And like, I've had a lot of people tell me that that's not true, you know, you're a hard worker, you can do this. And um, I want that to be like a big part of Spice Salon, you know, like even though you have a little spicy personality or anything like that, you know, you can do great and you can take care of people and, and give out love. So that's really what I want to do. <laughs> tell us about the, about the brand, the name, the vision for the name. The Spice Salon, um, yeah, I, I created the name because of my somewhat spicy personality, and so I wanted to make that, you know, a big thing within, you know, the business that I'm running. Like, you can come in here and, like, I'll spice up your hair and, and make you a little sassy and bring you my Latina personality, and so that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> Talk to us about um, what you want to see from the uh, from the business, like you obviously want to grow. Um, how do you do it in a way where you can manage as a single mom? Um, well, it's hard. It's not easy. Um, a lot of long nights. Mm -hmm. A lot of long nights. Um, early mornings. Thank you. Long nights and early mornings. Yep. Long nights, early mornings. Um, a lot of running around, a lot of different childcare providers, and you know, it, it's all it's all part of the journey. So, you know, I'm just taking it day by day. I tend to be a person that like kind of wings it, and so <laughs> um, I don't really have a plan for everything, but um, I'm trying here, so it's it's fun. Um, talk to us about your daughter. And uh, tell us about her. Like, we have, uh, my wife and I have a uh, almost, well, he's five and a half, Aww. and an eight muckle. Nice. And, oh my gosh, Esther, it is so hard being a parent. It is. It really is. But it's fun at the same time. You get to see, like, how you, your personality has, like, created them. And is she a little you? Oh, yeah. She's definitely a little sassy thing. She, she's just like me, which is hilarious, because I'm like, yep, that's, that's what I created right there. <laughs> um, but it, it's funny. Um, how about the uh, the pressure you feel to provide and or set an example for her? Because I feel that constantly every day. Yeah. And it very much motivates me. How about you? Oh, yeah. Every single second of my life, you know, it's what can I do better? How can I do better? And, 
you know, I, I want to make sure that she has everything that she needs in life. And um, my mother was the same way with us, me and my sister. You know, she she never let us go without anything. And, you know, she was a huge, huge inspiration to me to open the business. She's the one who pushed me to do it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I give all the things to my mother. Um, how about the... Uh single mom so esther you're in the game right mm -hmm. you're in the game yes <laughs> how do you have time for for dates i mean do you have time no, no uh, i do not have time for dates. no time for dates no time for dates why why no dates i <laughs> i don't know i i'm a worker that's what i do i work and i go home and i take care of my daughter and everyone's like you gotta get out there like i have um, a client that's watching right now and she's probably laughing at me because she always asks me about um, what am I doing? Who am I dating? Who am I talking to? But it's so hard. Like when you're a parent and you go home and she's like, oh, I want to do Play-Doh. I want to do this, that. And I'm like, okay, well, I won't see anybody for another month. <laughs> so that's my life right now. What's dating in 2023 like? Um, like how do you meet people in 2023? And I'm, I'm asking for a friend. His name is Judah Wickhauer over here. Okay. Okay, Judah's very much in the game over here. So, so we're going to get... Judah, you want something you want to offer here as, as she's setting up? Do you want some advice? Any tips? Um, I think it's so hard for people nowadays to like be like out there like in person. You know, you have all these dating apps and, you know, people are kind of afraid to get out there. And like, I would rather meet people in person and not on an app, you know. So that's just me right there. But... Do, do do folks, your clients or anyone, do folks meet folks in person now? Or is it, I mean, like, generally asking. I know, right? I don't feel like, I mean. Like, are people getting in people's DMs? Is that how it's going? They yes. slide into your DM? Is that what it is? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> but um, you never know what life will bring, right? Just have your hair makeup done all the time and hope for the best you know <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, how about the confidence that you see from people when they leave your studio oh my gosh it's the best like I'm like girl you have to go out to dinner now like you know like you could just see them like twirling around and they have a cute outfit on they're ready to go so I love it that's that spice you know that's that's it that's what I want from everybody that comes in the salon. Tell us about uh, your specialty. Like what, obviously you can do guys cuts, but put in perspective the services you offer. Um, I offer all forms of color, lived in balayage, um, wedding hair and makeup, and extensions. And one of my favorite things to do are extensions. Um, but truly I offer like anything that a hair salon does, like eyebrow waxing, but uh, color and extensions are my passion for sure. Awesome. Yeah. You know, one of the things I love about um, you know going to the shop is, or this right here, is the conversational nature of things. Oh yeah. Like it is as much about getting styled and looking good as it is about like having a conversation with someone you've built a relationship with over time. I mean, you see, like a guy will see his, you know, barber like once every three weeks or mm -hmm. once a month. Yes. Put that like sense of community and perspective and how you built it and how you are building it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, I feel like so many of my clients, like they've been through everything with me. You know, they've seen me at different hair salons. They've seen me grow up just personally, like, you know, from a, 
a little girl at 19 years old having no idea how to do hair to now, you know? And so they, they kind of become your family in a way. Um, and that's the best part. You know, you see their kids grow up, you see them come in and they're like almost your height and it's just crazy, you know? So I feel like I hang out with my clients more than my own family probably, which is true, but. <laughs> that's how I feel with Judah over here. Judah yeah. and I are spending 40 plus hours a week over here. Um, I'll throw this to you. Um, do you feel at times you're as much a stylist as you are like someone that's doing uh, therapy and psychology and offering advice? Oh yeah, 100%. Tell like, us about that without getting any deets out there for clients. Um, well, I mean, they tell me about everything, you know, like their marriage, their kids, their stresses in life, you know, like hardship. You know, I probably have somebody once a month that comes and crying their eyes out and they just need something to like lift them up. And, you know, I'm there with, through every part of the, you know, the process of their life. And it's just fun to see everybody grow and like do better. You know, some people go through hard, hard times, but I'm there for them. So, and I give you coffee. <laughs> oh, and coffee. I love the coffee. Coffee yeah. is uh, the, the juice of life over there. Um, when you are finishing a day at, at your salon here, how about the sense? And Judith, if we need to, we can do, if, if you're looking for plug solutions here, we can do it all fair if need be. I know Judith's definitely going to get his haircut today, too. Um, you know, I'm just trying to offer some consultation unless you think there's an execution there. Um, the sense of invigoration you get being around people at the end of the day and how that, like, keeps you going. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a smile on my face by the end of the day. You know, I get some really good conversations in, and I learn a lot from my clients. Like, I don't know if it's the same thing with how, like, in your, like, industry and everything, but you, you really do learn about so much, you know, just guidance in general. They, they're my therapists, too, so, um, yeah. I love it. I love it. So what is the, uh, what are some of your favorite things to do in town? What do you love about this area? The food. Oh, yeah? Tell us your favorite the food. places. I love Italian food. Okay. And I love, um, I love Vinny's. Like, that's probably one of my favorite places to go to. Vinny's is great. <laughs> North of town, right? Yeah. And I just went to this Korean place, um, like, right on downtown. Do you know what it's called? Um... Downtown Charlton? Yeah. It, oh, my gosh. It was amazing. Was it on the downtown mall? Yeah. They had, like, um, seafood pancakes and stuff. Let's see if I can find it. It was Maru. so good. What was it called, Julia? Maru. 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 Yeah, Maru. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That place is amazing. Tell us about Maru. Oh, it's so good. I I, I had some kind of, like, um, pork belly, like, plate with rice, and it was the best thing ever. We just went for my best friend's birthday, and... Um, that's probably going to be one of my favorite restaurants for a while. What? So I don't, I don't, I don't want to ask your age here. Okay, I know that's not nice to ask people's age here. Okay, what, what, what are you age wise? I am twenty five. Okay, twenty five. Twenty five year olds. What is a group of twenty five year old girls doing Charleston for fun? Um, I mean, are you guys closing the bars down? You going to a restaurant? You going dancing? What are you guys doing? You know what? I think like at twenty five, you kind of slow down a little bit. Okay. Like I used to like, oh my gosh, go out and party all the time, and it was so much fun. But I think. Like, at 25, you're going to wineries, you're going to, like, um, restaurants and, like, just having a good time with friends, and you slow down a little bit, but Charlottesville's a place to do that. Like, there's so many amazing, like, wineries around here and, like, breweries and, like, just 
you know, live shows that you can go and see. So it's a good age for us, I think. It's a good place to like live here. Did you say you came from New York? I was born in Long Island. Okay, Long Island, whereabouts? Uh, Copley. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how about Long Island versus um, Charlottesville? Long Island is very different. I feel like the personalities are very different. Um, Charlottesville is like more laid back, whereas Long Island, even if it's not in the city, like people can be a little bit more intense. Um, so it's, it's a huge, huge difference, but like I think Charlottesville's grown so much and you see people from all over the place, you know? So it's different from when I first moved here, for sure. Love it. You know what we're going to talk about? And J-Dubs, I love this man dearly over here. 12, 13 years we've worked alongside each other. I mention all the time on the show, Judah's like family. Yeah. Because uh, we've worked so long together. And oftentimes I spend more time with him than I do with my wife. How do we get J-Dubs someone special? What's, we're going to ask that question. Oh, there, okay. Well, first, we're going to do a great haircut on oh, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Judith, if we want to go on a shot on you or something here, you can jump in the mix. So uh, his dad has encouraged me to get a special lady in his life over here. Okay. Um, so Would we're gonna you like me to connect you some clients? I, I got you. J-Dubs. <laughs> we're, we're getting in the mix. We'll get him on the camera here in a matter of moments. Um, how about the uh, the welcoming nature of Charlottesville? Did you feel like it welcomed you? I feel like at the beginning it was a little scary for me. I, I mean, I just I was still in school. I was a minor. I didn't know what to do. But I think over time you start meeting people that are have the same mindset as you. Like, I mean, honestly, I just opened in May, and like I've met so many really really cool people in town. And like they're so so welcoming, and they're like, "Come on, like you know, I'll repost you, I'll do this, I'll do that," and I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> I love, well, I'll tell you what, your Instagram game is on point. Thank how, you. How about the role of social media now in growing a brand? Oh yeah, it's huge. It's like you're a photographer, you're a videographer, you're all of these things. You know, like I I'm not by any means like professional. Dude, um, but your IG is legit. Thank you. Yeah, like a lot of um, after photos. Um, are clients willing to have the picture taken? Oh yeah, like I ask them all the time. I'm like, hey, can we do a photo shoot? And usually they'll come prepared. You know, they'll have a cute outfit on and like they're ready to go. Uh, Bill McChesney is watching. He says, Judah, maybe maybe Temple would be a spot for you to meet some some girls over there. Are you talking about like a like a Jewish temple? I think so. I think so over there. Um, I, we'll, think we'll, I think I'd feel pretty odd being in a, in a Jewish temple. Why? I'm not Jewish. Okay. Oh, I thought I thought he mentioned before that you had said that you were part Jewish. Ancestry-wise. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, all right. Well, how about how about this? Where can the brand go next, Spice Salon? Where where can it go next? Where do you want to see it go next? Um, I want it to be huge. You know, not only like a hair salon. I want to um, start an extension, um, like a hair extension line. I want to start products. I want to do like a big thing. So, like, I mean, I have. A, really big dreams but you know it takes a long time to do that um, I don't think I'm ever gonna stop with this I think I want to just continue to go and honestly I've had a lot of really good people inspire me like my previous employers all of that like they inspire me because they're like you can do this like you know you're an entrepreneur on the on the inside and I'm like thanks <laughs> so 
I love it. J Dub, check that uh, DM um, if you can about the lower third. That would be good. Um, and then uh, I'll throw this to you. What, um, when you're growing your business, what is your most favorite and what is the most challenging aspect of it? Um, Okay, we gotta get you over here. Your favorite, yeah, absolutely. My favorite thing is definitely just um, like learning from people and meeting people. Um, hardest thing is is I'm a very shy person. Really? <laughs> yeah. Never I'm a very shy person, and so like me just getting out there, it's like it's scary, but it's fun. Um, so I've had some good support systems from friends and clients and everything. They're like, you can do it. Get out there, you know. Uh, this question's come in on the feed. Can you tell us about the process of becoming a stylist? Um, you have to go to school for it. Um, huh? I went to K-Tech for two years during high school. And so not only that, but it's like everywhere that you work, you learn from different people. You learn from um, your employers. You learn from your coworkers. Basically, you have to just have like a really good um, teacher teach you all the things. So... I love it. That's I love some it. great teachers. <laughs> um, this is fantastic. I like it. Tell us about the haircut here. It's good. Yeah, so I just, I did a one guard, faded okay. it up, just texturized it a little bit, you know, give you a nice trim on the top, and um, it'll be easy for you to style. That's good. It's perfect for summer. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're Judah Wickhauer is next in the, in the seat. Um, Spice Salon in Charlottesville, guys. Esther is absolutely amazing. I love the cut. Thank you, Esther. Looks very, very good here. Um, as we get Judah in the salon on a shot, why don't you keep it on a two with me, if you can, or if you think it's best to um, keep it on a one and close. Whatever you tell me, just give me some instruction, Judah. That would be good. Uh, you're on the left-hand side of a two shot, and you'll see it there in a second. We can slide this one over. Yeah, you can definitely slide that over. Yeah. Uh, I should need one. I'll have that there. There you see a little glimpse of the uh, bar over there at the I Love Seville studio, which we uh, hit from time to time. Uh, um, I'm thinking uh, Buzz. Song. You're going to have to bring that mic over a little closer. Um, there we go. If you want to just hold it. Oh, very nice there, Judah. Okay. And you're, what kind of haircut are you going to get there, J-Dubs? That's what I was trying to tell her. Uh, I'm thinking uh, buzz in the sides and back, okay. fade up to the top, just a tiny little bit off the top. Okay. And, but, and not quite as, as, uh, as short. short as is. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. You want me to start with a, like a number two guard on the sides, or do you normally do something shorter? Uh, I have no idea what the size is on. So that he has a one on his hair. Right I think now. he wants a two. A two. Yeah. Okay. Is that just barely longer than that one, or uh, um, it's a big difference? I don't want the. Uh, I think we should start yeah, with the two, maybe. Yeah, and then we can always go shorter, but. I think it'll be better. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm gonna text my 145 and say we're gonna be a smidge late on the call over here. Um, J-Dubs, when you go to a uh, salon, what's the conversation you're having with folks? Uh, depends on the, uh, <clears throat> depends on the person. I mean, uh, I've had lots of different hair uh, hairstylists work on my hair and 
you never know what kind of conversation you're going to get. Last uh, last time I got my hair cut, the, uh, uh, the woman mentioned that I have a, apparently I've got a, a, uh, a birthmark in the back of my head, um, just at the bottom of the, my hairline. And I was surprised. I told her no one's ever told me that before. Very nice. It's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Where are some of the places you go, Judah? Uh, my my go-to place is hair cuttery. Although I was surprised that one of them was closed last time. I uh, I saw the lights on. I started to park my my car. Uh, this is in Barracks Road, and uh, and as I go running up, and this is like I don't know seven seven thirty. Uh, as I get to the front door, I see that the lights are no longer on. Literally, like two minutes, me parking the car and running over there. Well, one thing we would say, and let's get Esther in the mix here. What about uh, the local nature of supporting, like, a local uh, shop, Esther? Your thoughts on stuff um, like that? Charlottesville is really, really big on, on supporting local businesses, which I love that. You know, it, it's not all about, like, corporate places, like, big, huge places, and, right. you know, like, they take care of their people, I think. And so, I mean, I think that's great. That's awesome. There's a lot of really small, like, restaurants around here, too. And I think that's what makes Charlottesville, like, special. So. No doubt. Yeah. Judith, some of the places you like to go. Some of the places I like to go to eat. Yeah. Just around the conversation here. Uh, let's see. Some of the places I like to go. I mean, you know, I always love a, uh, a Riverside Burger. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Those are the best. Yeah. You can't beat the Riverside Burger. Um, Tacos Gomez, uh, 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 La Michoacana, both. Uh, I'd say, I'd say those two places are pretty much tied uh, for first place for me for, for tacos in Charlottesville. Best tacos, Esther. That's on Preston Avenue, isn't it? Tacos Gomez, or is that the one that's tacos. near? Uh, Tacos Gomez is the uh, is the food truck that usually sits at the bottom of uh, bottom of East High Street at uh, at Pantops. Yeah, it's the base of uh, Freebridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin and Miguel Gomez, friends of mine, uh, make a fantastic um, taco. They watch the show on the truck. Um, your favorite tacos in town, Esther? Oh my gosh. Okay, what is it called? I am so bad with names, but um, I used to work downtown not too long ago, and there's like a really, really cool place that's right next, well, right across the street from Bodo's, there's two taco places, um, and I literally used to eat there like three times a week, it was like, it was so good. Are they the food trucks that the set up trucks. next to Reed's? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, it's amazing, like, carne asada, oh my gosh, the best thing ever. Nice. Uh, Judah, let's talk about... Um, life in Charlottesville and Central Virginia as a sharp guy like you, best great dress guy like you, out and about around town. Tell us about what you're doing. Uh, well, I was lucky enough to be able to go see uh, Tosca the other day. What's it called? Tosca? Yeah, what's that? It's an opera. Oh, nice. Tell us about that. Uh, it was really good. I mean, uh, everybody involved in it was spectacular. Uh, and it was just a, an incredible production. Where was the Where was the opera? What would you like about it? The details? 
Uh, where was it? I mean, it's at the. Uh, it's at the. Uh, I don't know much about the opera scene. I don't either. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've ever been to an opera. Um, it was at. Uh, it was at the Paramount. My first time going to the Paramount. Um, and uh, it was great. Had a couple beers. Nice. Where? What do you mean where? Was it at the pair? I mean, I'm just trying to have a conversation <laughs> yeah. here, like we do at a salon, bud. Uh, yes, I had beers at the uh, Okay. At the pair I didn't know that they had that. I didn't either. Yeah, that's why I'm asking. They, yeah. yeah. I had some porters. I haven't had a porter in years, and uh, they were delicious. Oh, very Have cool. you ever tried Heineken? Uh, I'm not a beer person, but... What's your drink of choice? I like um, wine. <laughs> I, I like wine, too. Yeah. You gotta go. Have you been to any of the vineyards and wineries? Yeah, sure? I have. Um, Afton Mountain. I, I like that place a lot. Like I went there for my twenty-first birthday, and like just, I mean, there's a ton of places. Mount Ida's really cool. Oh, Mount Ida's amazing. I love that. I mean, I've done a lot of weddings there too, which is cool. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful place to go. So there's there's a ton around here. There's a lot of new ones too that I want to go and visit. What is your, uh, what's your favorite one there, J-Dubs? My favorite winery? Um, let's see. You know, it's not a winery, but, uh, but <clears throat> Castle Hill Cider, I was amazed at how good their, uh, their rosé cider was. Incredibly good. Yeah? Why'd you like it? What's that? What? Yeah, tell us about it. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a cider, but uh, they, they made a rosé out of it. They explained that, uh, that it's basically uh, making cider is the same process as making wine, and so they just took uh, the usual process of making a cider and made a rosé instead. It was, uh, it was like six, six and a half percent, so it was a nice, uh, perfect summer wine. Uh, nothing that's going to get you, like, you know, Flying off the handle, um, you drank too much in the bottle, um, and just uh, just all around delicious drink. Uh, Astro, you're getting some requests for uh, you. Um, this one's from Lauren, who's watching, who says, "How do we book appointments with Esther?" Um, so you can book on my website, but um, I'm actually going to be updating soon. So this is just the beginning of it. But um, SpiceSalonCharlottesville.com. Um, you can go ahead and search for a provider or um, book a time or a date that's best for you. So yeah, um, you can also follow me on Instagram. <laughs> follow her on Instagram. That is the best way. Yeah. Um, that's how we connected. And I'm looking at her Instagram right now. The Instagram Spice Salon at Charlottesville. Spice Salon Charlottesville. Um, you do a hell of a job with this Instagram. I'm literally looking at She's got photo montages. She's got videos. She's got a graphic she created about, is it weft bundle extensions? Oh, yeah. What is, what is a weft bundle? Um, so a weft is like a long string of hair that's sewn together. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys are probably like, wow, that's really weird. But like warp and weft? Yeah, you sew it onto the hair. Um, or you can just like tape it on, you can like clip it in, there's so many different ways, so 
that's, I, I love extensions. So that's one of the brands that I use is Carrie Austin here. So I can get a rat tail back here? <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. If you want to. We'll just wait a couple weeks for you to grow up. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love the opening day post with the balloons and you popping bottles out here. And dude, you got the pop great. I mean, oh and God, she's got a charcuterie board and champs inside with wine inside. This is baller. I was terrified. That was my first time opening champagne. And I'm like, I literally thought I was going to break a window. But the, the champagne opening that you had is like, it's perfect. It's shot everywhere. Oh, this is a good question. That's coming from Kelsey. Does she do all kinds of hair? Yes, I do. I do all different types. What do you mean by that? Um, probably, she probably has curly hair. Okay. Textured hair, so that's one of my specialties too. I love doing um, curly, ethnic, um, any kind of curl pattern. So, yeah. <laughs> do you get a Do you get special training for that? Yeah, um, I've had some really good teachers along the way, um, nice. and coworkers. Like, Is this your your one shot on you, Judy? Yeah. I'm trying to get a little depth here, so we get everybody. On. There we go. How's it look? You can't see it. Can you? I can't see. I think it looks awesome. I literally popped it up right there. Oh, I think it looks great right there on Judah. I'm dropping. There we go. Esther, we'll get you back in. Judah, I think you're looking sharp, dude. Thank you. Judah. Got some sea salt spray in there. Okay. Man, this man's ready to go. He's ready. Judah's ready to go. Uh, man, we got some people watching here. All right, so why don't we do this? We'll get Esther on a shot over here. And then, yeah, you want to sit there and we'll close out. We'll get some who, what, when, where, why. Um, Judy, you're looking sharp. Yeah, I'll just work on the shot and then we'll work on that here. Um, Judy, you look great, man. Looking sharp. You can just leave it there. There we go. We're moving the mics around. I love it. My mic is on too over here. All right, we'll close with this. So tell us um, again how we can learn, how we can um, get our cut with you, how we can meet you, how the viewers and listeners can uh, have the experience that I think is absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, you guys can um, message me on Facebook or Instagram, uh, or you can get on my website, SpiceSalonCharlottesville.com. Um, anytime. I'm always on my phone, so you can always get in contact with me. How'd you hear about the I Love Seville show? Oh, my, um, my client, actually, Laura Parsons, she okay. was like, you have to go to them. She, like, loves watching you guys. So she, I don't know if you're watching, but hey, Laura. <laughs> Laura, Laura Parsons? I'm like, yeah. let, me, let me see if I can, Laura Parsons. I'm going to see if I can find her on Facebook. So, Laura, thank you for connecting us. Uh, we literally love when people recommend the show or recommend us to other folks. Laura Parsons, I'm going to send you a friend request right now. Um, thank you for the connect, Laura, with Esther and I and Jude and I. We're very grateful. Um, wow, you got uh, some commenters here. This one right here from Jennifer. Jerry, I am going to book an appointment with Esther. Thank you for having her on the show. I was particularly touched when she told her journey as a single mom and how she wants to set an example for her daughter. Will you ask her to put photos on her Instagram of her family and her daughter? That's something that will really make her even more relatable, and she's very relatable. Now that's a hell of a comment. Awesome. Thank <laughs> no, you so much. That's so sweet. Thank you. I'll definitely post my daughter. I'll show you pictures of her. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys, follow her on uh, Instagram. 
follow the uh, the website. We'll change soon. Um, Spice Salon Charlottesville. I think we're going to welcome her back. We're going to settle up with Esther. Judah Wickhauer did a great job adopting on, uh, adapting on the fly. And this is the I Love Seville show, which is growing literally every day, including a sports show with Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe on Tuesday, the first Tuesday in August. We're very grateful for your time. Thank you kindly for joining us. You guys, we will be back tomorrow at 12.30 p.m. So long, everybody. Thank you. You were amazing. Thank you so much, you guys. I appreciate everything. Oh, we appreciate you. I'm so nervous. Oh, you were amazing. (laughs) Thank you. That's awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Next time what we'll do is we'll...